This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, LLC. It is March of 2023, and I am back with my friend and co-host Avi, and in this episode, we're going to be talking all about the original classic from 1978, the first Superman, directed by Richard Donner, who also did Goonies, which we did back in December of 2021, and starring, uh, who at the time was fairly newcomer, Christopher Reeves, uh, Avi, welcome back on, Avi, what's the first thing that comes to mind, that comes to mind for you when you think of Superman 78? Well, sometimes it's like, it's, it's very, like, a very important movie, like, it's, it's part of, like, a family movie, it's, uh, but even as an analog about this movie, is like a, like a, almost like epic first superhero that that, that yeah. change 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 the story. According well, yeah, according to the runtime, this movie is two hours and twenty three minutes. It's yeah, like, they have, have, have extended cuts. Yeah. Like extended scene, they cut it off about the to make it more than two hours. So yeah, yeah. I mean, know. as far as uh, for most cuts, it said two hours and twenty three minutes. So it's very long. It's like a, like a really long origin story that's two hours and twenty some minutes. It's yeah, very long. Good, good, good acts. Yeah. story about the timing like at first it's about the prologue where, mm-hmm. where, where he comes from right. how he crash landed about where he grows up then he, he learns about his destiny and then he moves on to the city like well, that, the why, planet, you, planet Smallville and you, then the city yeah well you seem to know more about this um, than I do so all that prologue and then the stuff yeah. after the prologue you can break down for everybody so you're saying the movie starts with a prologue approximately how long is the prologue scene for how long is the prologue like almost like uh, twenty minutes or something. Like oh, there's so like a 27-minute prologue where what he's in uh, his old planet first. It's on the planet okay. first. Okay. So it's like about uh, even about it's like almost like a, it's like this movie released a year after like Star Wars when it becomes like a best science one want to make more science fiction movie, but this one they want to adapt from the comic book. Uh, right. It's like a it's like a Star Wars moment about like the origin of even like uh, you know, I am your father moment with the. With Marlon Brando about the truth revelation about. Let's talk. Let's talk about him for a sec. So in this movie, this first movie, they had his father be played by yeah Marlon Brando, who at at the time was um, known for Godfather uh, among many other things. So I guess they really wanted a big name to play his dad, which is why Marlon. Tell tell us tell us who wrote the screenplay. Who is. Which, who's also attached to the Godfather as well, right? Um, I think, uh, yeah. So they had Marlon Brando play his dad, which is very a selected choice for him to be that. Yeah. Origin of the Superman Shield logo on his chest. Wait, let's go over it. What exactly about the Superman Shield logo? What's that about? It's become the canon about what's the meaning about the S symbol of the of the Superman crest. About oh, stands for the Kryptonian. Is actually meaning a Kryptonian language for the House of L. Okay, okay, because that that reminds me that in um in Man of Steel 2013 when um the Lois of that movie thought um thought it meant something else he told her told her what it actually meant so that was interesting okay 
Um, so, okay, so we talked about how Marlon Brando is the dad. Uh, we talked about uh, that. Mar- also, about the shows about the good, uh, good trial. Also, what I like about this, uh, even I liked about the opening credits, about the, you know, the letters, the credits, come sort of just back with that 3D moment. Yeah, oh, yeah, the 3D. Yeah, the 3D moment there, yeah. Yeah. And it has a good prologue about the opening about the comic book, about action comics. Even I thought it'd be like a. It's supposed to be like a, yeah, Superman first first comic book appearance. Wait, what, what kind of lo- what kind of logo do they do for the DC part? Well, it's originally called Action Comics for the okay. where the where the original Superman is. Right. So so what do they for the DC logo of that stuff? What did they end up using to, to show for that? Uh, the original DC logo. Yeah. What did they use to show for that for everybody? Was it like just? Uh, it's like about DC. About DC. Original, original logo, uh, old logo, like, uh, and something like, um, and something like, uh, just like a DC pu- publication, like 1940, about that. Okay, so whatever that yeah, So even the comic, uh, Superman comic book parents is actually first made, made, made in 38, it's before DC. Uh, okay, okay. So they they decided they decided to cast Christopher Reeves as Superman and Clark Kent in this, and then after this one, he would go on to do three more with Superman two, Superman three, and Superman four: The Quest for Peace. He would be in those first four movies. Yeah, and also why why it's really why I watch Superman nineteen seventy eight because I it's first I watch uh, that TV series Smallville before I watch the. Uh, I watch uh, the movie version and the, the May, May back in '78 because you know in the, in the Smallville that Christopher Reeve and Margaret Kidder did make a guest appearance, a special guest appearance in the Smallville episode. Okay, so they they both did guest appearances while they were still alive. Okay. Yeah. So you said you saw Smallville first and then the original Superman? Because it also because all those episodes of uh, Smallville had all a connection about the, the of the 1978. Oh, okay. About, like, uh, even about the the about the, the movie the ending, the quote, and the. And also about General's, and also General Zod, who we saw as Superman in the movie, ends up played by Terrence Stamp. He ends up doing the voice acting in Smallville as the voice of Jor-El. Right? Wasn't he the Jor-El villain in the Superman Two? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, General Zod's back again. Yeah, in Superman Two. Oh yeah, okay, right. But yeah. That's why, you know, sometimes like he makes appearance during when he's on trial in the first movie, along with the two others. So. Arsa and Nan about the was it conspired to overthrow the crypt, crypt, Kryptonian about either they sent him into the Phantom Zone the, oh yeah yeah the Phantom Zone yeah it's like a trapezoid mirror type about where they where they go, go where they where they, where, it's for, where they all be like a trap in a void about right even it's also it also shows about like uh, even it's good part about the Terrence Stamp threatening yeah Jerusalem threatening so is the Joe, uh, Joe Rout, uh, that, he'll, that he'll come back again about uh, and his son about uh, that he's, he's be out. Okay, all right. So I like I like the tagline in this movie. The main tagline is. You believe a man can fly? Yeah, yeah. Like even though the special effects or the uh, effects for this movie are dated compared to more recent movies, you you actually really could believe a man could fly when you see the flying scenes. Motion camera, yeah. motion camera type like yeah. they do for Star Wars. How they do it for Star Wars? 
Wars. Yeah. One thing I didn't like, though, that's true. Yeah, there's a few references to Star Wars things with here, yeah. One thing I didn't like about this movie, though, was towards the end, when he thought that um, Lois died, he tries to go around the Earth like four or five different times. Yes. Is there any issues about that? That sounds like some kind of power to yeah. control I, the Earth. About, I, uh, to I, it's like he yeah. asked Flash for help. You need to ask Flash for help to reverse the time. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, if I see Flash, it's only going to be for Michael Keaton, not for the actual Flash, but yeah. Yeah. Even though sometimes, like, uh, about the ending, because of, uh, he, he got advice about from the Jonathan, his adoptive father, if, uh, if uh, like, uh, anything, all his power, he, he control everything about to prevent it. And even if uh, other opinion from the Jorah is forbidden to, to interfere in the time history, so it looks like uh, he has no choice but to break the Jorah's promise. But Who? Even, who who plays Jonathan in this in this one? Glenn Ford. Okay, Glenn Ford's Glenn a Ford. classic actor from the nineteen forties, like you know, from film noir Glenn and Ford, then, like okay. Gilda, like the movie Gilda. Okay, right. Glenn Ford, born in nineteen sixteen, passed away in two thousand six. Okay, right. So he's much much older movies. Okay, all right. And also and also and you know like the part about I like about you know the. It shows about growing up in Smallville type. Of, it's the 1950s era. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sometimes the part of coming of age story, like, before Smallville series. Like, so uh, wait, oh, wait, wait. So the prologue is about 20 some minutes. So would you say the childhood stuff comes out after the prologue? After the prologue, okay. he's been launched, launched from crypto when the, when the, uh, was the plant's not longer stable. The, now, uh, what did you make of, um, what did you make of Marlon Brando's, uh, performance as his dad, uh, his alien dad? What did you make of Marlon Brando? Well, did you like it or not like it? Like, well, even though dad doesn't like it about this, like, he's not a, fa- not a superhero film. And like, uh, cause even though after these stories make fun of anecdotes, uh, such is the case, uh, uh, you know, Marlon Brando, Marlon Brando as well as Star Christopher thoughts about Legend because in according to an interview in which Christopher Reeve, which Christopher Reeve criticized Marlon Brando for phoning in his mm-hmm. brief performance in an iconic film mm-hmm. as recently resurfaced. First, a little background. Brando played Jarrell, the biological father of Kal-El, Superman. His actual screen time was very brief, under 20 minutes, and required under two weeks' worth of work. For that brief performance, Brando was paid $3.7 million. Yet, despite Brando being a major name in film and star, and star, and star power, arguably being part of what helped him help, help the film be made, uh, Reed was was a dazzled by Brando. And uh, during a 1982 interview with David Letterman, was clear about the fact uh, uh, about the fact. I don't I don't say this to be vicious, but I don't I don't worship at the altar of Marlon Brando because I I feel he's called coped, copped out in a certain way. Reed said. What happened is the press loved him, whether he was good, bad, or indifferent. That people just thought he was in, he was institution, no matter what he did, so he doesn't care anymore. We went, went a bit further, knowing that Randall had an opportunity to be a mentor to younger actors on the Superman. That it was a sa- sad he did not give a damn before giving putting a final point on things, what, yeah. knowing that Brandon was launching in it for a paycheck. Yeah, he, only wants, he only wants to get be paid. About it, yeah, that's, that's that's what I thought. It says like he was like almost just like doing it for a paycheck and didn't really care about really much. I think he got cue cards to read for it and everything like that. Um, I read from the online about like yeah. a, a, that comic book about yeah. history. Yeah. Yeah, film history about so that. The, so that kind of explains how he was for this movie then, yeah. Yeah, just he wanted to do uh, acting, but even though 
I, like I said before, he's become the major canon about what's the meaning about the S symbol. About right. The, right. About, it's a house, house of L. You know, that Jorah. Yeah, yeah, what was the line? But back to Superman, um, Man of Steel again, real quick. Um, between uh, Lois and then the. Um, what's the S stands for? Yeah, what does yeah. the S stand for? And he, and he says back to her, right, it's not an S, it stands for hope. Is that what he says? It's, it's not an. Yeah, yeah it stands for hope, yeah, it's not an it's, S. It's a, a yeah. L, what's the meaning of the. Right, if, you right. to, if you're a fan of Superman, then someone had to make a print of the, right. the Krypton, study of a Krypton language, yeah, a Kryptonian yeah. language. Yeah, a Kryptonian, yeah. yeah. I so like that. Also, like, also, like even though the, even though the, the Krypton scene is very brighter about how they use a glow effect for the for the, for the the building and the, and the suit they wear. Right. I, I, I Oh, right with the suit. I, I like this one line between uh, Lois Lane and Superman. Easy, miss. I've got you. That's you. Me. You've got, got me. Who's got yeah. you? Yeah. Well, even I thought the Margaret Kidd is a very, very good, very good one for the for playing a Lois Lane about like yeah, you know, she's almost like almost like a, like a, not like a big big feminism type. You know, yeah. like she's gonna stand on her own about yeah. But she says, but she seems almost a little scared about the way she when she's uh, when she gets in yeah. trouble. Yeah. As far as all the. Uh, um, Lois Lane's are concerned of all of them. Still, my favorite is still. I mean, she's the original, of course, uh, Mar- Margaret Kidder. But my, my my the one I like the most, I would have to say, is the uh, Lois Lane from Man of Steel. Um, the Man By of Amy St- Adams. Yeah, Amy Adams is my favorite so far. Oh, well, what about Dana Delaney? Dana Delaney the voice acting in the uh, in DC animated universe. I've actually never really saw, saw the animated universe, so I can't say about the animated ones because I haven't really seen those. Well, you could try that uh, yeah. about the even about. Could collect something at the library. Oh yeah, okay. And uh, also about even is a, there's an inside joke about the in that in Smallville scene when Clark could run faster faster than faster than the train about the but you know one of the cutscenes for via DVD that little girl watch out from the watch it out from the train window was a younger Lewis Lane about the oh younger and her parents and her parents are rich also original stars of like. A, from the TV series or, or radio programs of the other Superman radio programs. Oh, yeah, yeah. It used to be on radio first, yeah. So another another quick line I like between Superman and Lois Lane, it says, I'm here to fight for truth and justice and the American way. You're going to end up fighting every elected official in this country. Oh, that sounds like a very patriotic about yeah. the Superman's a very patriotic, but Batman is very non-patriotic. Uh, yeah, that's true, non-patriotic. I um, I really don't like that they can't stop uh, having uh Henry Cavill continue as Superman. I well, I think they saw him recently. Last time I saw him, he's uh, appeared in a post-credit scene of the. Uh, Black Adams. Yeah, yeah, he had the post-credit scenes at the end of Black Adam, but then he said a few months later, like, no, we're done with you, we're gonna recast it. I'm like, what? You just showed us at the end credits of Black Adam, why can't you keep it going? But they have other new Superman and cast in mind, but, but yeah. They want to reboot, they want to reboot the extended They want to reboot, they, they want to reboot the, the whole extended DC universe with that. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So also, like, uh, even sometimes what they say about the classic life faster than speed books, like uh, oh, yeah. like how Clark catches a bullet in time about the during when they mug that and more powerful locomotive like uh, when he race race against a uh, train tra- train tracks. Oh right, with the train tracks again, yeah. Yeah. And about leap the tallest building a single bound. When he did that thing with the bullets on one of the scenes like there that you said, that was homaged later on in uh in one of the um, in one of the Wonder Wonder Woman movies with uh, Gal Gadot. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah.
it's like uh, I, I look back about looking back about the, the all the superhero stuff. Yeah, so this movie Superman, it was kind of lighthearted. It's kind of not too serious. It just had these like good vibes with it going on. Whereas Man of Steel, it was a different okay. kind of kind of a different kind of Superman. Where if Henry Cavill would have continued doing it, he'd probably try to do the more lighthearted stuff. But the Superman of Man of Steel and the Superman of '78 are two very different kind of Superman. And also, and also, you don't get confused about like uh, when Fury has been launched from Krypton. That little green crystal thing about the the draw attached to the you know, little ship of Kal-El's flying away. Right. That that's not Kryptonite as it was supposed to be. But it's actually like a, like a, some kind of a, a, a auto message about the you know, They'll say the way he goes to the to the Antarctica Arctic oh, he, Circle. Yeah, yes. To make his own uh, fortress of solitude as a part of like a like how they has new place about to study. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot going on there. He had his little his little fortress of solitude for when he wants to get away. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a best, uh, like it's almost like a, like a best, like a ice ice cave about like a, something like a moment like, I I like the scene I played about. When he goes to the Arctic Circle, he doesn't like for Superman. He doesn't wear any heavy coats since he's since he survived all the coldness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even I like about see about that when he meets a holographic holographic is video holographic of our but not tell the truth he is and it also it shows about who he is about. It's great to see about the from that it looks like if you watch like 2001 Space Odyssey where you go beyond the galaxy about who, the, who, But just to remind us everyone, who's inside of the hologram in this part? Marlon Brando. Oh, about, Marlon Brando yeah, again, okay. Tell, tell Clark about who he is. About, yeah, the, how about, a pro- about... Great to see about the, right. like all the scene like you right. remember like a 2001 Space Odyssey that... But so we go beyond the galaxy. About right. Now, right. now, approximately how long does the childhood stuff last for? Is that right. also long? Like, I believe it's also long, yeah. Also long? Okay, so it's also long too. Now, what happens after all the childhood scenes are done? Then what next is the next stage of the film they show after childhood and after the prologue? Well, after, after he becomes a, becomes a Superman... Now shows got to the uh, Metropolis. Oh, they then after child, after childhood, even that actor plays a teenage version of Clark Kent. Yeah. It's not, it's not uh, Christopher Reeve. It's, it's actually by Jeff East. About even his voice been dubbed. His voice been dubbed by. So Christopher as a t- so as a teenager, some other actor plays a teenage super, uh, Clark Kent, and not not Reeve, but somebody else. And Reeve, then, then Reeve dubbed the uh, Jeff East voice. Wait, what about dubs? Say it again. Dubbing, yeah, but that the 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 Jeffy's uh, the Jeffy's parts, his voice is not his voice. It's actually a Christopher Reeves dubbed voice. Oh, okay, that's interesting about that. The, the that's why Jeffy's almost had to quit this role because of something he wasn't. Well, he he wants to speak like that, but even though they had to do like a, something very like a, like a, something expressive about the voice. Okay. Ideas. Okay, so. We're only doing Superman here, seventy-eight, and then this pretty, pretty well done sequel uh, to Superman two. But briefly, I just want us to tell the audience real quick what we thought of um, Superman three and four. So Superman three, who was the name of the comedian guy that was in it? Uh, what was his name? Richard. Uh, Richard was it Richard Pryor? 
Uh, Richard Pryor, yeah. Okay, so Superman 3, Superman had had Richard Pryor, the computer thing, and then Superman being a bad Superman against the Clark Kent and one thing like that. It's kind of forgettable. It's like, it's like almost like you have a, a bizarre type. Like know? a bizarre type, yeah. So that's Superman 3 with Richard, the comedian Richard Pryor, the computers, and the uh, the, the bizarre type Superman. That was Superman 3. Uh, and then Superman 4, the quest for peace, had him going... <laughs> The nuclear man guy, yeah. The nuclear whole theme there, yeah. Oh, uh, isn't it John Cryer? Yeah, from that pretty pink. Yeah. John Cryer did play the Lex Luthor in the, right. in the you know, the Arrowverse. Like, See, right, like right. Supergirl and the, and the, and the Supergirl and right. something like uh, Legends, uh, some Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, those more recent ones you just mentioned, he, he added parts in those as well. Yes, exactly. Like really ironic about. Yeah. Well, even like Lex Luthor, he might be a good villain, but something is like almost like part like a comedic type. But even has a comedic sidekick, but it was very dumb. dumb so Lex, so Lex Luthor here now in this first movie is played by Gene, 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 Hackman. Gene Hackman. What did you think of Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor in this? Well, even sometimes like the part like it's not like a. Very big uh, villainy type, like uh, like even something very, not very scary, but like even sometimes uh, almost like. Because uh, you said he's kind of like, uh, you said he's like kind of com comedic in this. Like a little comedy part, okay. like even something like uh, something uh, even like he's not the comic book is very like a rich richest guy about who lives underground, but he he, he right. owns a like Lex Four, but right. this is like he's on, on the run about being underground. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not being spotted. But right. He, he, so he plans something about the nefarious, about the. So it's it, after he plans a. But he plan, He has his own company where he plans, but after he destroyed the California, but, right. he, but from his corporation, he wants to make a way for uh, rebuild, rebuild the states. But, right. but, but with a twist of mind, he wants to cover up about what he did. Right, yeah. So he's in this one, then he's in Superman 2, and then he's in Superman 4, right? 1, 2, and yeah. 4? Yeah. Okay. Even funny part, what's the funny part? Because every time the, the game movie, only he wears, we only see his hair. But right. Even though the, for a signature, they're always being bald headed. Yeah, you see his hair for the most part. You don't really see him bald headed. It's mostly having hair. Yeah. The wig. The wig. Yeah, the wig. He has a collection of hair. So like, one, one disguises and one that. Something about his disguises when yeah. he goes out. Right. So he mostly has hair in this. So Margaret Margot Kidder, who played Lois Lane, she passed away in two, 2018. Yeah. Because even though uh, remember Mark Kidder after Superman, about she has problem like you know the uh, you know, what you call met, uh, uh, the depressive you right know, depressive the stuff yeah yeah like she's crazy yeah. and uh, yeah something like it's being followed unfortunately about, yeah. unfortunately yeah yes but sadly she must have killed herself it was, it was coming back to her the, yeah I, yeah she it was unfortunate with whatever whatever happened to her yes. Oh yes, you're right. For the writers, you're right. The writers, like you said, Mario Mario Puzo for the story partly played in the writers of this. Even though the original script of the Mario Puzo probably wasn't, it's very too campy, so they had to re had to other writers to rewrite it about to make it more like uh, something like uh, right something like serious. Yeah, yeah. And also like uh, you know, like about the farewell scene about the between Martha Kent and uh, Teenage Clark, we it was on, on the the wheat field, the granary field, about we you know what. What he's what he's been coming for. Wait, what happened with the wheat field? Say this again. The wheat, the yeah, you know, the farmland. About where he says goodbye to Martha. Where he saw, where he know where he's much, where he go, where he's going to. About like uh, oh, okay. After, after he's been wake up with the crystal calls for him. Uh, oh right, right, right. The crystals, yeah. And also sometimes like even though the news the news the news department scene it sounds like you watch something a classic uh, scoopo comedy type uh, like. Uh, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Christopher Reeve performance as Clark Kent is very, is very like based like from like Clark, yeah, uh, uh, Clark, not Clark Game, about the Cary Grant. Wait, what happened there with Cary Grant? What? Because uh, this this is a different version of uh, Clark Kent, uh, the Christopher Reeve performance Clark Kent when he wears glasses. This person is like very too clumsy type, oh. like uh, like as a Cary Grant. But you have a different type of that. But this one, for now, is Super Switch as well. It's like very bravery, like uh, very like uh, you know. Yeah, that, that, that's cool. I just want to quick um, right at this point. I just want to quick um, read a quick review that someone had on this. It says, um, "Best opening title sequence ever." We all have unique reasons for loving a film. That's what makes cinema so magical. It's personal. You can love the meat of the movie, or you can love the trimmings. There's a bunch of good stuff here. Most people my age will refer to Superman as the definitive super, superhero film. None will ever take its place. A position, no doubt, dictated by by the age where we were first viewing it. As with films like Star Wars and Raiders of the Lost Ark, when you experience them is just how when you experience them is just as important as how you experience them. As we age, youth's eyes fade. Cynicism creeps in. Experience leads us to see many injustices after injustices this life offers and we become be more cynical less likely to accept what we would rather what we would rather believe after all an adult who clings to the youthful ideas of wonder is simply naive right to this day the opening title sequence of superman fills me with the same magical joy it did over 20 years ago never was a score so perfectly crafted over around a film john williams and richard diner created such an indelicable experience that that over 25 years later Brian Singer will try to use the same music and theme to bring the magic to a new generation of wondrous eyes. So that, that was one person's review about this. So what else about Superman 78 did you what would you like to also tell the audience listeners about this? Well, I like to listen, like this about the something I like to listen, like to listen about. Sometimes I like about the that's the helicopter scene. You know, there's got it's a about accident bomb. Like uh, it's the best moment about the. Wait, wait, so wait, wait. Back, break it down. What happened with the helicopter scene? Because this is like the best moment about the first uh, first Superman appearance about like uh, oh, okay. someone like uh, they're in danger. Oh wow! And so what did he, what happened? Did he? How did he fix the issue right there? Uh, he fixed the issue about like. Uh, is either for that callback about like when Superman had to, had to wear disguises about he's walk past by the phone booth about he looks out he, that's it just like what happened in the early days about how the clock had changed the Superman clothes and why he goes to the phone booth right so that makes me think of uh, Deadpool for a sec because the whole thing with Superman doing the uh, thing in the phone booth it was kind of spoofed with uh, Deadpool when Deadpool for Deadpool that's- 2 was trying to go into the uh, phone booth but it took him too long to sh- struggle hard about it yeah it took him too. It took. Yeah, it took too long to get on, so the person died um, because he took too long. But uh, yeah, and it should be very interesting how Deadpool three is going to be with uh, Hugo Hugo um, uh, Hugh, Jackman. Hugh Jackman Hugh Jackman coming back as Wolverine. That should be interesting. It's going to be like another multiverse story about. Like, yeah, yeah, too much of all this multiverse type stuff. Yeah, and uh, in this movie's first movie, uh, Jimmy Olsen's in this. Mark. Mark McClure, Mark McClure plays Mark the Jimmy McClure. Olsen, yeah. And yes, uh, the J- Terrence, Terrence Stamp is General yeah, Zod. He's, he's, he's Zod. Yeah, he's briefly there in Zod in this yeah, movie, but he's got... One missile was headed toward Hackensack, New Jersey, as a promise to the test marker, but 
but he was too late for that. The, He's got a bigger. Uh, I just on the original script. It ends about the what becomes a missile. About yeah. The first, uh, the first missile. Yeah. It, it, hit, it hits the the four, the you know the you know, what do you call the Phantom Zone where the, yeah. where the three three of them are trapped. Right. They got the they, they, yes, the Zod, Zod, and those other people they get they get a bigger part in the sequel. When we get to the sequel, Superman two, they get him and them got a bigger part in the sequel that we'll talk about that time. But yeah, you got that the whole part there that you just mentioned. Yeah. Of the, the Daily Planet, the yeah, uh, Planet is played by uh, Jackie Coogan. Do you know he's a once original child 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 star of the of the Little Rascals, our gang in the thirties. Hold on, what was the name you just mentioned so I can look up who you're talking Jackie about? Coogan. Jackie Coogan. Jackie with, Coogan. Hold on, let me just go to the whole cast list so I know who you're talking about. Jackie, it's by the Jackie Coogan. Let me say. Oh, Perry. Well, Perry White. Yeah, Perry White is played by Jackie Cooper. Jackie Cooper. Yeah, ja- okay, uh, Jackie Cooper for like. Okay. Yeah, I. Oh, part of Rascal type stuff. Okay, that's interesting. In the thirty shorts, nice. Yeah, I like that. Um, in Man of Steel, I like that Perry was played by Lawrence Lawrence Fishburne. Fishburne, Perry White, played by a black actor. I don't. I, I mean, I, the, the color of the skin doesn't bother me. I just I like that Lawrence Fishburne uh, plays it in in the more recent ones. Even it's also about the African American place of the, the Caucasian character, like uh, like in the Bat, the recent Batman movie with uh, Robert Pattinson. You play by Jeffrey White plays up uh, Commissioner Gordon. And uh, you, mean Gordon, you mean Gordon's played by Jeffrey Wright? Yeah, I I, 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 comic book movie. What you call it? Daredevil, the 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 first one, two thousand three. Michael Clark Duncan had played that big boss guy that's yeah, white in the com. Kingpin. That's white, yeah, the Kingpin. That's white in the comics. It doesn't really bother bother me if characters are played black or white to me the color doesn't make a difference if you can play a good character no matter what co- your skin color is that doesn't bother me black or white it's just it's just ir- ir- irrelevant about the skin color to me but, but yeah Actor plays a live action version of Kingpin. Yeah. It's on uh, Netflix now. Yeah. Disney Plus, a Daredevil. Yeah, so in the Vincent Donafia, played by Vincent Donafia. Okay, so white. So I guess to say Vincent would be white again. Yeah, Vincent. Yeah, the skin color doesn't bother me. So. so Scenes about how she flies, uh, flies with Lewis Lane. Oh yeah, about, the flying, uh, yeah. Uh, it's like a match about so how fast he could, he, he, he could fly. About the that. flying, the flying scenes were really well, especially for the time. This was uh, what now, almost like a little over forty years ago. The flying scenes were really well done for what they had to work with. Like you said, the whole capture motion capture thing. Maybe that's how partly how they did it. Um, yeah. yeah. Even I don't, I don't know. I don't get distracted by that when when Margaret Kidder wants to recite her own song, like a po- poetic song about "Can you read my mind." Oh yeah, it says um, it says as part of the soundtrack music, one one of it is called "Can you read my mind." Music by John Williams and performed by Margaret Kidder. So you like? Go- she was supposed to do a real song, but instead she's doing some kind of a spoken po- poet. Right. Song. So what was that all about? What was said for "Can you read my mind"? What happened there? It was. Pre- it was Richard performing, but Richard Donald was against it. But it's a very too like a very too way too distracted. So right. in the end, however, what they did put what they did put a soundtrack is that now that it's performed by Maureen McGovern. Yeah. Oh, okay. So can you read my mind? Was part of the whole music there with her and him. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. And so. And also, like even I thought it'd be like it's like it's like a before Aladdin could do a, a romantic flying thing, flying sequence with the main love interest, like a whole right. new world type. Oh, like kind of like similar to like a whole like, whole new world even type. Yeah. Like, even though it 
doesn't even if Superman doesn't fly laws all around the world about being time about yep. to be in an apartment. Right. And even a good thing about the about how many how many seconds to do it where Clark Kent had to change his disguises back to, to from Superman to Clark Kent after he dropped he dropped off uh, those back to her, her suite about just the time when he, when he comes to the front door front door to the front door to as Clark Kent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Even but most important thing, what what doesn't make sense about that when when Superman's heard of uh, the Alexis Alexis uh, send the audio message to uh, to Clark, Superman out out there about when he said that there's a bomb there's a yeah the we chemical weapons about right. to deploy when, when Clark Kent jumps out of the window about it doesn't make sense how do you change the uh, uh, spare co- costume so quick without like uh, spinning around to, from the like uh, remove your shirt and right. pants and. It's just like a whole, like it's just like transformation. Right. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. You had to. There's no powers about to switch over the sort of car from the civilian clothes to the super clothes, Superman's suits. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know that scene I meant. What I'm telling you about. Say again. You, you know what the scene I was telling you about where he, where he switched it from the. From the when he jumps after he jumps out of the window, oh, the, yeah. it's, 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 it's a suit that turns into Superman. Oh, uh, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. That doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah. That doesn't work, right? Yeah, that'll probably go under uh, Goose or something, yeah. And, and also, sometimes, like, um, another thing I like about the tense is saying is, like, uh, it's very, like, uh, like uh, uh, destroying California. It's, like, uh, something like, uh, it's very big budget, very big uh, exp- over over emotional about how you able to save a uh, one one place after one one disaster after another from the bridge to the train and the right and the flooding of the dam about the yeah he was sometimes was like very to like uh, we need we need more than one spear to to save 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 around to help around right yeah oh, but oh, by the way do you know place the one in a, in Superman do you know who attempt to climb the climb the building with the the suction cups about that when it's bad fighting crimes about tell, like, us, tell us tell us the bur- burglar the actor plays uh, the burglar about when climbing up with the suction cups he ends up casting as a as a, a, a Thomas Wayne in the in the 1989 version of Batman wait 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 how are we connecting this to Batman what happened because the actor plays a burglar in Superman you know the one with the suction cups about when he climbs it up before that uh, yeah what's the what's the name what's the name what's the name of the actor though I forgot his name, but check on the cast list about the plays of Burglar. He ends up playing that in the 1989 Batman, plays yes. Thomas Wayne. Hold on, I'm going to go look that up on Batman page now, just to see what you're talking about. And uh, you can can uh, continue talking about Superman while I look that up for us. What else can we tell the audience listeners about that you think they should know about Superman 1978? But even sometimes like that... It was also what got cut it out, cut it out in the Superman movie. As directors a cameo appearance of Richard Donner about like. Uh, Are you saying the director makes a cameo appearance? Yeah, like, but even as if only you watch the extended version, extended uh, version, okay. yeah, like. Would you would you say would you think the extended version was a better cut than the uh, theatrical version? I guess so. Yeah, mm. uh, like uh, even sometimes they want to know what what doesn't make a fill the plot hole. But. Right. Okay. Well, you know every. Every movie, no matter how good it is, every movie is going to have some sort of uh, plot holes. All right, you said Thomas Thomas Wayne. I'm looking up for in Batman '89. Come on, where's Thomas Wayne at? I, however, however we say it, um, Thomas Wayne, Doctor Wayne. It says, are we looking at David Pax? Is that it? 
Do- I think that's David Paxt as Doctor Wayne, uh, in who's in Batman '89, Shining, and Superman '78. In Superman '78, he plays burglar. Okay, yeah, so the burglar, one of the burg, okay, so a burglar of '78 ends up playing the Thomas Wayne in Batman '89, and would also have some part in The Shining. Okay. It's, 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 all, it's all connected with DC Comics. Yeah. Right, I mean, there was probably a talk a long time ago when they first, when those both first came out as a possible crossover, but that never actually ended up actually happening. Instead, we got in the beginning of Batman and Robin, George Clooney just saying that line. This is why Superman works. This is why Superman works alone. Yeah. Yeah. He thought he wanted to go back to the circus, but Bruce says that the circus always goes back to, to Met- Metropolis. Metropolis, yeah. Those, that's, that, that's, that's the Batman Forever and Batman Superman type lines with Metro- Metropolis and Metropolitan. I can't remember how that word. And th- yeah, yeah. And then this is why this is why Superman works alone. Um, I don't know when, where he was, but it's also news footage about how the, the, the news reporter says he, he, he went to the, uh, Gotham City about the... Wait, what What did it say about Gotham City? Uh, and Superman Returns, about, there's something about he helped say something about the reporting about he was at Gotham City. They, in, in, in Superman Returns, something about Gotham City was mentioned. It mentioned, it mentioned about Gotham City. Okay, what are your what? Oh, it did mention Gotham City. What are your quick thoughts on Superman Returns from 2006? Quick thoughts for the audience about Superman Returns. Uh, it stinks. Not not as good. Not good at all. No, yeah, not as good. That's why that's why we'll only be talking about Superman two next. But we, we will not be talking about three, four, or Returns. Um, we're now thirty six minutes in. Um, any any things that you haven't already yet said to the audience that you think they should know about the original Superman seventy eight? Uh, and then uh, we'll do some uh, closing wrap up thoughts and, and grade and rate the movie. Parable it has a biblical parable, right? Go over, go over, go over a bit about the bi- biblical part, sure. Because the creator of Superman, Joe Sister, Joe Sister, uh, what's his name? I forgot the other one, right? Because yeah. he, he they, they compared the Superman story to that, like for Moses storyline, yeah, about how he right. Moses says, send away from Krypton, yeah, right? As, as, I mean, but Superman's sent away from Krypton to know what's for the greater good about right. it, but you know it's a more meaning about right so, like Moses was spared from the Egyptian when they, right. when they would kill the child but yeah. for the basket yeah. and also Superman wears a cape a red cape just like Moses wear or right. what Moses wear yeah yeah that's true even the, the creator the creator Superman are Jewish right and Joseph yeah yeah they're they're Jewish yes indeed yep and then also when it first came out about I think either Jerry Schuster or Joe Segal only wanted to attend the premiere about see uh, when his creation came to life in the in the cinema. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Superman for the '30s. Superman came. Superman comics came out in 1938, and then Batman came out in 1939. But you you're separate. About yeah. Yeah. But you're separate. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and also, also, the first time I saw Superman when I was a kid, I watched. Uh, there's a Max Fleischer cartoon version of the Superman. Of course. I mean, there's always going to be you know animated or cartoon versions for sure. Yeah. Um, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite character of Superman seventy eight outside of Superman himself? That's a favorite character. Yeah. Uh, Lois Lane or, or and 
Uh, either Lewis Lane or Lex Luthor, right. Lex Luthor, again, is played by Gene Hackman, who would return for Superman 2 and Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. Then he's in a bunch of other movies also during his movie career. And, uh, yeah. And also, and also wrote the screenplay is by Robert Benton. Oh, co-script is by Robert Benton nice. and, uh, and David Newman, who also wrote the screenplay for the original screenplay with Gene Hackman starring as Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, okay, nice. Oh, yeah, but the, I never actually saw that whole movie, but I heard a lot about it. Yeah, Bonnie Wallace and Clyde. Wallace Beatty and, yeah. uh, and Faye Dunaway. It's, it's also beginning like a new Hollywood age. Uh, it also began the realistic violence. Uh, right. Realistic violence. Oh, realistic violence, okay. Like R-rated. Like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So now, um, if you had to, if you had to grade or rate rate uh, Superman seventy eight, how would you grade this this movie, Superman? A plus. Oh, oh, no, no, because no. This is the greatest, greatest, a, uh, a plus. Movie ever. Wow, wow. I'll give it. I'll give it. That's really high up, A+. Plus. I'm going to give this an A. You're giving it an A+. Plus. So you're going to give it, wow, the highest possible thing, an A+. Plus. Wow. Very uh, very sure yourself there on that it being A+. Plus. Wow, okay. So this is an action adventure in sci-fi. Like we said before, this is directed by Richard Donner, who who would only have like a cut version of the second one. The second one was directed by Richard Donner. There won't be Superman. There won't be Superman. There or Wonder Woman, or uh, Spider-Man, because because Superman is a modern modern superhero. Right. But not not with the campy than the Adam West part TV series, but Superman is very more dramatic. Right, for sure, for sure. But yeah, Richard Richard Donner for sure made sure that people think of Superman superhero movies start superhero movies starting. They think Richard Donner. Now. Thing about saving Air Force One, about, sure. Because Richard, you know, with Richard Donner directed. Do you know it's Richard Donner earliest earliest career when he directed television? He's greatest one. His greatest one. He directed episodes. Wait, wait, wait! You're wait. Hold on. You're talking too fast. What were you saying about Air Force One? About saving the plane. About because you know Richard Donner. Is like oh, a, saving like the connected. plane. Because it's about the it's Richard Donner earliest run, earliest career. Is he directed television episode? Best greatest one is a Twilight Zone episode with William Shatner, Nightmare at Twenty Thousand Feet. Wait, wait, back up. Tell the audience a little about what happened with this Twilight episode. He, he, he's, he's behind that director the classic Twilight Zone episode. The greatest, the greatest one is William Shatner, Nightmare at Twenty Thousand Feet. Was that like, was that a really well done episode? Well done episode. Oh, well, like, well, okay. uh, nice. With William Shatner, he can't stop. He has almost like uh, nervous about the on the flights, but since he got out of the institution. But every time he looks out the window, he saw that creature, a grandma's on the wings of the plane. He tried to warn the stewardess, but no one, li- no one listened to him. Uh, so he has to do it on his own. But it's like a, he's about the grandma's about to sabotage a plane. Uh, oh wow! Okay. It's like I was like before Superman. Uh, what if Superman battled against grandmas on the wing of the plane? Uh, okay. Wow. Just like a, just like a Universal Studios uh, promotion you know, advertisement in the nineties where they saw. On the wings of the plane, they saw uh, Spider-Man versus Doctor Octopus on the wing of the plane. Spider-Man. The out. I thought it'd be an idea for my own commercial of the great grandpa. Maybe, maybe, Not- maybe we'll do Spider-Man two uh, from two thousand four in twenty twenty four for the um, what you call it for the. Uh- Anniversary. What, anniversary. Twentieth yeah, anniversary. anniversary. Yeah, twentieth anniversary. Yeah, anniversary. Could do Spider-Man two about Doc Ock. Yeah, for sure. It's gonna be a long to get there if we, if we ever get to get get, get connected. To, uh, if you want to get the, the sponsored. Say what about say what about sponsor? Get 
put to next year about what, what becomes of us about if they continue making more podcasts. I mean, right now, right now we're basically we're basically doing it for free at this point because they're about to cut off my sponsorships. So thanks for mentioning that. So because um they cut off my sponsorships with my listeners listeners not being enough, everybody. If you guys want to help support me and keep this stuff going on. Uh, send me a PayPal donation since I will have my sponsorships cut off soon. Uh, and we basically are just doing this for free and fun at this point. Um, so you said A plus rating. We talked a lot about the movie, the prologue, the childhood, then all these other things with the characters and, and Metropolis. And, and, with, and, with, and with yeah, with the city of Metropolis. Um, if you guys liked our, our back and forth of our different. Uh, uh, bouncing off each other here, we'll be do we'll be doing um, Superman two, which came out a few years after the first one. We'll be do super, doing Superman two next. So yeah, um, excuse me. Um, everybody support your local movie theaters to see movies on the big silver screen with strangers. Because what? Because streaming online what? Because streaming online is just not the same. And we'll see you in Superman 2. Everybody dance and have a good time. This is friend and co-host Avi and Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, LLC. Signing out till Superman 2.